everybody, and welcome to the 1853 podcast of Monmouth College. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing, and this is the 1853 podcast, a weekly program we produce throughout the academic year in which we tell you about the people, events, programs, and history that make Monmouth an outstanding national liberal arts college. In this 17th edition of season number five, we'll talk to Monmouth political science professor Michael Nelson. He's assembled another great edition of the Great Decisions Program at Monmouth. And then theater professor Vanessa Campagna will preview the upcoming production of The Revolutionist. That's an exciting play that will be performed in February at the Wells Theater. Decisions Discussion Forum returns on February 2nd at Monmouth College, and the first topic of this year's program could not be any more timely. The topic will be Russia and the United States, and it will be led by Monmouth political science professor Michael Nelson. Professor Nelson is also the person who organizes and coordinates the Great Decisions program at Monmouth College. This year's Great Decisions will feature seven topics in total, and you can read more about those topics and get the dates for the seven events in the News and Events section of the Monmouth College website, and that address is monmouthcollege.edu slash news. There's also a link in the story to the Great Decisions website that has supplemental material about each talk. And the material is also available on reserve for free in the Mammoth Hughes Library. All of the meetings of this year's Great Decisions will be held in the Mellinger Commons in the Center for Science and Business. It's free and open to the public. All guests are required to wear a face mask. This is the 42nd year that Monmouth has hosted Great Decisions. It's a foreign affairs discussion series sponsored nationally by the Foreign Policy Association. Topics every year are decided by the Foreign Policy Association. At Monmouth, the sponsors of Great Decisions are the College's Center for Civic and Social Change, the Office of Intercultural Life, and the Departments of Political Science and International Studies. Michael Nelson says this year's first topic, which is about the United States and Russia, is a great way to kick off the 52nd edition of Great Decisions at Monmouth. Absolutely. I am excited to be presenting on Russia and the United States. I'm actually teaching a course on European politics right now, and uh, and the issue of uh, Russia and right now, of course, in the in the news has been its uh, massing of troops near the border of Ukraine. Uh, the issue of what Russia is doing in the European sphere is something that I think we should all be paying attention to. Uh, I think that Russia presents a distinct challenge for democratization in, around the world, but in particular in Eastern Europe, and it pre- presents a distinct security challenge for the United States. It's uh, a challenge for our alliance with Europe, with NATO. And, and we can see that uh, if people have been following the news reports and uh, know that uh, our Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, has been out there this week um, talking with his Russian counterparts, trying to smooth things over, uh, but having a difficult time doing it. Um, I, I think that how we address, in particular, this Ukraine crisis could set the stage for U.S.-Russia relations for 
the next five or 10 years. One of the many strengths about the Great Decisions program is that it covers topics all over the world. A great example of that will be on February 9th. That program deals with the Asian nation of Myanmar, a topic that has two strong connections to the Mammoth community. I'm, I'm really excited that we're going to have um, our former student, Kong Nien, who uh, graduated in 2020 and is currently doing a master's program at the University of Illinois. Um, I, I'm really excited that he's coming to speak because he knows the case of Myanmar very well. And as you noted, we have people in our community that are um, connected to that country as well, and I hope some of them will join us. Uh, Myanmar has been facing a very challenging situation over the last couple of years, but especially this past year. Um, there are um, all sorts of issues related to political stability um, and the uh, uh, um, challenge that they have in figuring out a system of governance that will work well with the military and work well with all the different groups in that country is something that uh, is a puzzle they haven't even begun to solve. Um, even prior to this past year, when uh, the military decided to remove the civilian leadership, um, they had a, a, a long crisis with the population in the Western part of that country, the Rohingya people, many of whom um, fled Myanmar to go to Bangladesh and have created problems for that country and the region as well. So this is a, a, a story or a situation uh, that uh, we should all be following. It could be as ramifications, not just for what's going on in that one country, but across that broader region. And it also speaks to US-China uh, engagement in Southeast Asia. Both countries uh, have a lot at stake with what goes on in Myanmar. Both countries are trying to influence um, those developments um, as well. Industrial policy will be discussed on the 23rd of February at that gathering. That discussion will be led by political science professor Jessica Vivian. You know, the challenges that we're facing today in uh, in, in the global economy um, it are, are things that uh, have been exacerbated by COVID, but also influenced by a rising China. Um, those things are things that I think uh, have been with us for the last couple of decades and will continue to be with us as we go forward. Um, so, you know, I think that this is a broad topic. It's a topic, uh, Professor Vivian, who's teaching it, sometimes teaches in our econ department as well. Um, but uh, she's going to do a great job, I think, about and, and really getting us to understand how the industrial policy in the United States um, is not just about the economy, not just about companies, but about that government um, relationship with business and how to make that more productive for everybody involved. And on March 16th, great decisions will leave the planet. The uh, issue of outer space, I, I think, is really fascinating. And we, we have a colleague in physics who teaches astronomy, uh, Professor Solentoy, and, and he's really interested in this. From the cooperation challenge that goes on with regulating all the satellites and, 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 and space stations that are going up um, into orbit around the, United, uh, around the world and are, are starting to become space junk and creating all sorts of um, hazards and challenges to the fact that there's also a space race that's going on right now um, between not just governments, but private individuals. Um, and, and really thinking about what the significance of that is for, um, for us as we move forward. I think outer space is really a, an interesting place to talk about 
our foreign policy right now. As I mentioned, Monmouth College has hosted the Great Decisions Program for more than four decades. And Michael Nelson says that's a pretty good indication that folks in Western Illinois are pretty engaged in world affairs. You know, there often is an impression that Americans don't care much about what's going on in the rest of the world. But the fact that this thing has gone on for 42 years uh, here in Western Illinois, that we regularly have people from the broader community attend and participate in these discussions, tells me that people in Western Illinois care about what's happening in the world. They recognize that they're connected to uh, the events of global affairs, whether it's a war that's going on somewhere else or whether it's a trade issue that might even be affecting agriculture here in the state. Sometimes that gets brought up by our uh, um, uh, colleagues who come and join us. And Michael says he hopes to see a strong turnout once again for the Great Decisions Conversations. I hope people will come. Uh, They should know that we will, uh, of course, be uh, following all the COVID protocols that the college has. We encourage people to be uh, asked, require people to be masked when they come. Um, And uh, but we are hoping that we'll have a good audience that's present so that we can have some real dialogue and discussion about these really critical issues. That's political science professor Michael Nelson. He's the person who coordinates the very successful Great Decisions program at Monmouth College. There's a story about the program in the news and events section of the Monmouth College website, monmouthcollege.edu slash news. Hope to see you at some or even all seven of this year's discussions. listening to the 1853 podcast of Monmouth College. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. The folks in Monmouth's very successful theater program are in the stretch run of preparing for their next production. It will be The Revolutionist, and it will be performed February 17th through the 20th at the Wells Theater. To reserve your ticket now, Go to monmouthcollege.edu slash theater, and that's theater spelled R-E, and check out the link about the current season. The Revolutionist is a comedy that is billed as a story about four beautiful badass women who lose their heads in an irreverent girl-powered comedy set during the French Revolution's Reign of Terror. The Revolutionist was written by critically acclaimed playwright Laura Gunderson. She's one of the most productive playwrights in the United States. Mama theater professor Vanessa Campagna is directing The Revolutionist. Vanessa had planned to direct The Revolutionist two seasons ago, but the production got postponed not once but twice because of the pandemic. Vanessa says it feels good to be producing a play by Laura Gunderson, especially The Revolutionist. Lauren Gunderson is a contemporary American female playwright. Uh, Within the last three to five year window, there was a year in which she was America's most produced playwright. Uh, She's quite prolific. She turns out work quite efficiently, and all of her plays are really accessible and they're smart plays. She writes really strong characters, imaginative work. She plays with style and form a lot. Um, So this play is meta-theatrical. The uh, late 18th century female playwright and uh, revolutionary uh, 
French playwright, Alim de Gouge, who was also an early feminist, wrote wonderful pamphlets uh, during this time period in the French Revolution. She is the protagonist. Uh, she's struggling with what it means, what it means to be an artist in a socially and politically charged moment with a lot of uh, tensions and philosophical disagreements, ethical disagreements. And how does the artist figure into that? The, there's risk in writing the work that you want to write and that you feel society needs you to write. Um, of course, heading to the guillotine is quite a threat. Um, and so this balance between uh, how much am I willing to sacrifice uh, for artistic freedom and being a part of uh, the cause toward justice. The historical aspect of the revolution is also appealed to Vanessa, especially after she saw it produced for the first time. And I'm a theater history nerd, of course. So a play that's set during the French Revolution featuring a playwright as the protagonist intrigued me. Um, and I left the theater wanting to work on the piece myself, the characters are very rich. They're very complicated. The play is a comedy. So yes, we're dealing with a comedy during the reign of terror um, and women fearing for their lives. And yet it's a comedy. And so I think it presents this really great artistic challenge that I am finding really rewarding to work on. You're listening to the 1853 podcast of Monmouth College. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. And we are talking to Monmouth theater professor Vanessa Campagna. She's directing the upcoming production of The Revolutionist. It will be staged February 17th through the 20th at the Wells Theater. Although the production of The Revolutionist was delayed by a couple years at Monmouth, Vanessa says that much of how she originally envisioned the play has remained in place. I think by and large, my vision has stayed the same uh, because for the 2020 production that needed to be delayed, I had put in a, a ton of artistic work to come up with my central production metaphor. Uh, production meetings had already started. The production was cast before we had to close. So I didn't revamp anything on a massive scale because the set was built. So we had those production budget funds in 2020. Our guest director continued to work even when the college closed and went remote. He was alone in the theater, finishing building his work, then took it down and put it into storage for two years. Uh, so with the set needing to be used from the original production, some of the other aesthetic choices needed to stay. Um, it also worked out really well that I had cast underclassmen in that 2020 production uh, with one exception. So out of the four roles, only one of those students has since graduated. Uh, so the three students are still able to do their roles and that's very exciting for them. And uh, Zesty Lithgow, is performing the fourth role to replace Amelia Chavez, who has since graduated. Um, I've had one very interesting artistic shift happen in the last two years. Um, as Olymp is wrestling with what does she write as a playwright during this very tense time, uh, she definitely feels tempted to take the easy way out. Um, and so there's a lot, a lot of jokes about her wanting to write a musical because they're easier. Um, and I think audiences will 
like the references to Les Mis there. Um, but music now figures prominently in the production. And I just could not be more thrilled that Carolyn Suda will be playing cello live for the production. Uh, we're working closely together to use uh, Baroque cello music um, to keep the tempo of this comedy moving, um, to really ground us in the late 18th century. Um, and then music uh, ties into a limp wanting to write a musical somewhere deep inside of her. And of course, the Baroque genre adds all the drama um, and embellishment that would uh, be characteristic from the period as well and really get the drama of a politically charged time. I would just encourage audiences to come. This is a really tight show. Um, act one will hit right around an hour. We'll take a quick 10 minute intermission. Act two will hit somewhere around 40 minutes. So it'll be a tight show. It's very, very fun. And wow, will audiences see some fine, fine acting. Along with the Great Decisions program, Mama Theater is one of the college programs that might've been thrown a curve by the pandemic but it was not sidelined. The show literally went on at Mammoth College Theater thanks to the creativity, innovation, and commitment of Vanessa and the rest of the folks in the department. Word of our current moment, you know, we moved Fusion Fest, what was it, Fusion Fest 7 that was outside um, for safety reasons. Doug Rankin's wonderful production of An Enemy of the People. We did that as a radio style play, so there could be social distancing on the stage. So we certainly um, have had to adjust how we're doing things. Um, but theater people and artists more broadly, creativity and sol problem solving is sort of what we do on a most fundamental level. And, you know, I think at Monmouth, across the college campus, we're just very committed to being sure that students are prepared to be successful um, in their careers. And for theater, that means you have to have a resume with production credits. And you need to have those embodied knowledge experiences of being on a stage and being directed, building a character over the course of five to seven weeks. Our students need that. It's what they're paying for. So for us, it's sort of our ethical responsibility as a department to find ways to do that. Um, so you, you rise to the challenge. And I think that that is a theme that Gunderson's play shares is how do we rise to the moment in which we find ourselves. That's Monmouth College theater professor, Vanessa Campagna. She's directing The Revolutionist, which will be presented February 17th through the 20th at the Wells Theater. For more information, including about how to purchase a ticket, point your browser to monmouthcollege.edu slash theater, and that's theater spelled R-E. And that's going to be a 30 for this 17th edition of Mammoth College's 1853 podcast of the 2021-22 school year. You can tell us what you think about this podcast by firing off an email to us at news at mammothcollege.edu. Be sure to put podcast in the subject line. Until our next edition, this is Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Thanks so much for listening. So long, everybody. Have a nice day and stay healthy.